0: Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. And this is Carmen and Yurko, WMVP, WSHE, HD2 Chicago, a good Karma Brands radio station.
1: Matt Miller, who's one of the ESPN draft uh, gurus, Yurko, uh, compiled his list of the true round one Grades, players with round one grades, right. in his opinion in this draft. And he writes, NFL teams don't typically deem many prospects in a given class round one caliber talent, never thirty two of them. More realistically, around fifteen per class earn a real first round grade. The number varies by team and scouting department. You're uh anybody kind of agree? Yeah, sure, right. first round packs yep. that uh, like first round grades, you're sure about right. Yeah. So he goes position by position, quarterbacks, in his opinion. He's settled, by the way, on. What did he write? I think it's. uh, He's got 20. Uh, I'm sorry. He's got 16. 16 on his grade. 16 true first round grades. True first rounders. Quarterbacks. True first round grade, in his opinion. Caleb Williams, Jaden Daniels, Drake May. Three of them only. Probably agree with that. JJ's going to go in the first round. He might go in the top 10, but. Hey, listen, this is why it's hard. A lot of teams didn't have Patrick Mahomes having a first-round grade. Remember that draft? Like Mitch and Watson and Mahomes. Like, none of them have a true first-round grade. So that's how hard this is. (laughs) No running backs,
2: Yerk. Well, that's true. There should be no running backs taken in the first round. Uh, Caleb, Drake, and Jaden. And Jaden. Wide receivers. Marvin Marvin Harrison, Jr., Malik
1: Neighbors, Roma Dunze, and Brian Thomas. Agree on all of those. And those four are all certainly going probably in the top 20 or 22
2: I've picks. seen the mocks with six, six wide receivers going in the first round. Ooh, there you go. Yeah. I would think those four are all gone somewhere in the top 20,
1: 22 picks. One tight end, obviously Brock Bowers. Yes. Three offensive tackles, Yerk. Joe Alt, Fashanu, and Fauga, for, uh, Fauga from um, Oregon State. Those are the only three tackles. Three. Seems about right. No
2: interior offensive linemen. That's usually uh, the case. Uh, no no centers. Like I had told you before, there won't be a center going in the first round. And unless you're somebody special at the guard position, like a Randall McDaniel, who ran a 4 um 40, uh, Randall, uh, Alan Fanica. Oh, yeah. I was going to say Alan Fanica. was drafted in the first round. So there are guys that do get the pouncy. Was Steve Hutchinson pouncey. a first round pick here? I believe Hutchinson was a first round like pick like that, out of maybe? Michigan, yeah. A, you know, would get a first-round yeah. grade? Yeah, one of those guys, Yeah, That's why
1: they all ended up making the Hall of Fame, right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> they're all great players.
2: You kind of tell.
1: Yeah, you can kind of tell. So, no interior offensive lineman, right. Edge rusher, Dallas Turner, Jared Verse, them. no doubt. And I think those are the them, only right? two. Yeah, just two. One, uh, yeah, one defensive tackle, and that's Byron Murphy from Texas. Oh, they don't like the kid from Illinois, huh? No. not Well, Texas. I mean, yes. like them, but no linebackers. Uh, Corners. Tarion Arnold from Bama. Uh, I'm not familiar with this kid from Missouri. Forgive me. Enos Rakestraw Jr. I just don't know as much about him. What's he play? Uh, Corner. Corner. Only two corners and uh, no safeties. And there are your 16 that Matt Miller deems should have a true first round grade. And what's most important for the Bears, picking in the top nine. It was funny when Mel was on with Waddle and Sylvie about a month ago. He kind of said there's really, like, nine guys. Yeah. The Bears are perfect. Like, if they don't move back at all, um, and that's fine if they want to acquire some more capital. Like, there are some, there's some maneuverability. Don't get me wrong, but uh, Mel was like, Bears are sitting pretty because there's basically, like, nine guys. And two guys that keep sort of being mocked to the Bears have those true first-round grades, according to Matt Miller, and that would be one of the quarterbacks, whether that's Drake or Caleb or Jaden Daniels, and then Roman Dunsay. I think they'll have one of those wide receivers for sure. And four of them have... First round grades, and like Yurko said, he's
2: seen as many as the six, six. mock right in the first, round. first domino to fall will be the Justin Fields trade what you get for it. Can I ask you this? Yes, um, what's
1: better like do striking early to make sure one of these quarterback hungry teams like maybe overpays you a little for Justin
2: or like gives you what you want for Justin or slow playing it, waiting, and seeing? I think slow playing doesn't do anything for you. You don't think it I does? I think if there's a demand, early on demand, there's uh, some hot activity, make it happen. Pull the trigger, make it happen. Do you think in the
1: next two weeks we'll hear about a trade if that's the route they're going I think to by go?
2: March 13th you'll hear by it for sure, okay. if there is one. If there is one. March 13th you'll know for sure. It's three weeks. That's three weeks. You're going to hear rumors. You're going to hear innuendo. You're going to hear... Uh, three weeks from yesterday. Scuttlebutt, Carm. Yeah. You're going to hear scuttlebutt. I don't know if you're necessarily going to have any of the facts of the situation, right. but you're going to hear a lot in the next 20 days. Yeah. I think you might be right, York. We will have some finality to all And if Justin course. Fields wants to turn off his notifications, he should go to a place where he can find a lot of peace in the next two, three weeks. Yeah, stay off of it. I don't yeah. blame him. I don't blame him one bit.
1: It's... it's, it's it's a cesspool
2: out there. Yeah. Well, you know, if you let it bother you, it is. Yes, yeah, I, you... I, I agree. I mean, there's a cesspool out there if you let it bother you. If he wants to shut it off, if you think. can control your emotions and this and that, it doesn't make a difference. You don't have to look at your phone. You don't have to look at social media. That's true. There's no mandate that says you've got to go there and check everything out. There was a time when we didn't have social media to look at. We the we world, made it. The world was a better
1: place. Yes, I think it probably was. We made it. You know, like we found ways yeah. to entertain ourselves. We'd play. Um, now you got
2: the world of idiot influencers out there.
1: Yeah, We I mean,
2: see them here. I know. Look at me. Ooh, I'm changing the world, taking a picture of myself in front of the Chicago theater. Mm. We look at me. We played with sugar packs. We We, we have a question
0: on this side of the glass. Yeah. We have yeah. a question. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Abdallah, go ahead. You you say it. Smart ass. Who peed in your Cheerios today, Erko? Nobody. Nobody. You seem a little agitated today. I had a great show. You seem a little. Well, this show's only an hour. <laughs> sh- You're not even halfway Hinge. through. No, we no. <laughs> we,
2: had a, listen, we had a great unhinge. On unhinge on was awesome today. It was fantastic. We've we've had a great hour of the show. You need like a. You need a bear uh, claw? Uh, Do you need a crawler? No, I'm fine. You need I, something. I had a, a I, coconut I had a, mustard. I had a coffee cake, uh, coffee cake muffin this morning. Just the top. I had a churro donut. Just the tip, which was yeah, I, I ate the whole thing. Oh, you did. I thought you yeah. No, I took the top. Off first, and I stump. Why would just seem a little agitated? You were yelling at Greeny before the show. You heard
0: him talk didn't (laughs) you? (laughs) He's a teammate. What are you deaf? He's a teammate. Are you deaf?
2: I I don't care if he's a teammate. If he says
1: something stupid, he's got to be called under the carpet. Yurko didn't like, as a former defensive player from the '90s. I don't think Yurko liked the idea that like Antonio Pierce can't say we're gonna, you know, we're coming after. We're coming
2: at him with the Mahomes rules. With Mahomes rules, that's fine. Put it in his head. Let him think about it all
0: off season. Just seems a little yeah. agitated today. Got a
2: plant to see. Well, little I think now, and then today. the bus came by and that agitated me today. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, you 10, so you admit that you're agitated. At 10,
2: that stupid bus came by and I how got was a poker, problem how was poker last night? I won. won. Okay, well then world, what's wrong? Yeah, Apple, nothing's wrong. Where's lunch? Listen, you guys can look at the world through your own little gyroscope or your kaleidoscope, the way, whatever you want to look at it with. <laughs> I will look at the world the way I'll look
1: at the world. He, uh, I, telling you what annoyed him about the Greeny rant. I could see it in the former D lineman. Like, yeah. And I'm kind of with Yurko on this. Like, really, we have to get mad at Antonio Pierce for admitting yeah. that, like, hey, the, the, the only the, way we're going to
2: stop wait, wait, wait. him is if we rattle his cage a little First bit. First of all, he's like, already got a little bit of a God complex to begin with, with this Greeny. I thought you meant okay. Mahomes.
0: No. I thought he meant Antonio Pierce.
2: No, talking <laughs> about Greenberg. Okay. He, he, he's pitching for the MLB commissioner's job. Is he? Oh,
0: you didn't hear oh, that today. I didn't, today. Hear that. I didn't oh, know that. Unfortunately, on that. my
2: ride in, I had the station on.
0: I don't think he was being serious. Yeah.
2: Oh, no. He we was serious. We know the new commissioner. Nope. Is in four years, right? Theo. Nope. He was Theo. serious the first time it came up after Bud Selig left. He was serious. Really? He wanted it. Then he's serious what about again knowing that it's Greene available. To be the commissioner of baseball, what yeah. qualified Rob Manfred? It's, not, it's a question. I well, don't. Bob Manfred's care. a lawyer who worked in with he worked barrister. in Major League Baseball for fifteen years
1: right. before he was there. Either
2: way, didn't he? If I'm the commissioner, I would t- call Antonio Parrish. I would urge out Go blow it out your keister, okay? You yeah, how do you I, stop Mahomes? You got to start the psyops now. The psychological operations start now. We're coming after you. We're gonna come get you. Boom! You got to start to beat him down mentally over the course of a lifetime. Adam Rob Manfred's worked for Major
1: League Baseball since 1987. from yeah. okay. 1998 until he I was would, the full. Yeah. yeah, he was the executive vice president of economics and league affairs. Never played the game. Oh, I we would. Didn't have that doesn't mean anything. But I mean, like, never played. The, Greeny to never, be the commissioner of I baseball co-
0: covers the game.
2: <laughs> I would He goes. I would send. The strongest wording I possibly could. Yeah, I'm. I'm kind of with Yurko on we this one. We will look like, at every play, and we will look all the time, and we'll never stop looking at everything. Oh, and, don't you threaten
1: Mahomes? And so, like our teammate, literally Yurko's former teammate in Green Bay and current teammate within Good Karma, like people were mad at Chewy, I guess, going into the Packers San Francisco game. Why? But all he was basically had a rather innocuous comment about like. The, something to the effect of like we got to they've got to get to and hit Brock Purdy, like and people are going nuts. There's like, nothing wrong. This with is that. still football. It is. I, don't, I mean,
2: absolutely. I don't, Chewy didn't say, Chewy didn't and say, Antonio didn't said right. we're going to go hurt him. They didn't say illegally either. No, he said that we got to get our like, shots in when we can get our shots in. They're That's still it. playing Here football. Like, what's I mean, going on? You know,
1: I'm kind of with you on this one. Like, I I, I don't... Does it demand outrage at what Antonio
2: Pierce said? If Greeny had any sense at all... He would say, "God, they should look at every play Justin Fields was involved in, especially against the Detroit Lions. And when he was sliding, why they never called Azale or Alizulale or Anzalata, no, Anz- whoever the A- 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 long blonde-haired guy number thirty-four is. I don't know what the hell his name is. I just Alex know he, Anzalone, right? Yeah, he should have had six penalties <laughs> what you in you the games him? against the Chicago A- Azale. He should have yeah. He should had six penalties against him." Okay, that's what should have happened in them games. Look at stuff that's actually happened, right? And then call the people on the carpet that didn't make those calls. Instead of worrying about some theoretical threat that is happening for Patrick Mahomes, he is football. Oh, there's no, it's just football. There's no other players on the field. It's just Mahomes, and then we'll go to Taylor Swift in the in in the suites, and we'll take pictures of them and them, and nothing else matters. Because it's Mahomes and Swift. Oh, you, you see what you guys did? You brought oh, up Greeny now? That's yeah, I did. I didn't know Greeny's rant annoyed your right. like I could tell. I listened to that. You it's, admit it. You are agitated. And I'm just like, I'm like, I can't, I, I can't believe it. I mean, what's, what's happening? What's
1: here? the world coming to?
2: Well, what's just happening here?
1: Can you believe it? Prejudice I mean, against
0: really? Italians.
2: Since when? So you, are so you are flash agitated. Flashback to 1999. Well, was saying, like, this
0: was like six minutes of him just yelling. So, yes, there you are agitated. There agi- are things you are that agitate Flashback to
2: 1999 when the, the show was good. <laughs> Stop it. All right. I can say be... what the hell I want.
0: Here it goes. Well, you Period. don't
2: have to be nasty. Now, I'm being nasty. Being factual. I would say you're maybe being a
1: little nasty. <laughs>
2: Uh, where were we? I don't even remember.
1: Oh, we were talking about first round grades. All right. We, we hit that. Uh, yeah. Did I want to you tell gave you gave me 16 guys.
2: guys you gave me 16 guys. That's what how Matt no Miller graded it.
1: Legitimate first round
2: picks. Yeah. Okay. I like that And then that I'm one. trying to think if there was any That's other
1: football. We'd take some football calls, but. I'm waiting. Well, let's do it. Uh, let's see. How about Mike in Texas? Hello, Mike.
3: Hello. Hello. How are we doing today? We're wonderful. First time you? listener, first time caller. Oh,
1: thanks for calling.
3: And one of the things you guys have talked a lot about, who's going to be the quarterback, but what I never hear and I'd like to hear is who reads the defense is the best? Who can adjust to that? Everybody yeah. talks about people being athletes. No, I know. But that's, that's only 50% of the job. So out of the three top quarterbacks you mentioned, who's the one who reads the defense is the best?
2: Mahomes right. Uh, uh, yeah, Mahomes is Right. No, Mike, you're ma- absolutely Mahomes right. Mahomes was reading the defenses, and he didn't know what the hell he was reading them. He was naturally doing it, which is He crazy. understood it. No, he understood it. He understood it. it. He could see it. Okay, where's rolling? How many? What's the math? The math was being done in his head. Didn't Favre
1: have a little of that where, like, he didn't know all the terminology, but he could just kind of, like, see it, and he sort of knew?
2: Oh, he just didn't know the terminology. He just didn't know the terminology. What right? they had to do with Brett was kind of tune him down. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Tune them down. You don't have to make every difficult throat. You don't have to fit right. everything through the eye of the needle. Right. It doesn't need to work that way. There, are, Yeah, okay. It doesn't need to work that okay. day. What we got to do is when you take the simple things, you affect coverage. Right. So they had to teach him how to take mm. the things that are being given to you. Mm. And when you take the things that are given to you, it opens everything else. It in. makes sense. Mahomes were just going the right direction. And then why was he going the right direction? He didn't know the terminology or why. He just and then he it. came about the business of then learning it. It's like a Jedi. It's sick. Mike, I agree with you right.
1: though. That's like the, a Jedi. Like almost. a Jedi. You that yeah. you do want that. When and, you watch Mahomes play now, and we talked about some of those plays in the second half. Like the third I think it was a the third down conversion where he checked them, um, he checked them into that little um, that little dump pass to Jarek McKinnon. Yeah. Like it's the, the, the third down play in overtime when he hit Rasheed Rice. Over the middle of the third and sixth play. When you watch some of those things that he does, like, he gets it to what Mike was talking about. He gets it. He is seeing. He knows what he's looking at before the snap. And you can just see certain times where he's like, I know it. We're checking to this. Yeah, Jarek, here, let my left side in the flat, and then doesn't, Pey- doesn't Pey- worry and Pey-
2: pressure. I first the down. guy who was the best at it was, it was Peyton, Peyton Manning. Manning. Peyton Manning was the best at. It. He always knew, and right? he was manipulating people, and he was trying to get him into something and out of something. And his snap count was one of the more elaborate snap counts that were out there because he was trying to see somebody do something. And the minute they gave him the tip, he knew what he was looking at. And toward the end, I mean, he couldn't make the throws anymore. Right, right. But he was still pretty darn effective. And one thing I do agree with Greeny. That the rules to protect the quarterbacks are absolutely necessary, but you need to protect all the quarterbacks. You don't just protect the select few and say the hell with the rest. All the quarterbacks deserve the same amount of protection across the board. So I do agree with Greeny on that one. Maybe maybe it's a tricky thing
1: because you're right. The quarterback is the most important commodity, and you want to protect those guys, but this yeah. is still a violent contact right, sport. Like, like, people do get hurt. Yeah, like, there's yeah. some level of physicality that is always going to go into this sport. You know, I mean, like, I don't yeah. think you can totally legislate that out. That's all. I, and, and I think you would agree with that. Yeah. I think most people would agree
2: with but that. But I do agree with Greeny on that quarterbacks do need yeah. to be protected. And they do. They do need to be protected. Well, not all quarterbacks get protected. Justin seems to get the right. Remember, remember the, the call DL, we uh, saw the one game where the guy looked up at the official and started to complain and the Bears got a yeah, penalty? Yeah. Remember that stupid call? Who was that? Was that a...
0: Our I guy's do... getting
2: hammered by Azale? right? At <laughs> Azale getting hammered by Azale, And then what do we get? Number 34, the long-haired which freak
1: from Detroit. game was that? I'm trying to remember which game the that Detroit was. The Detroit game? No, I think it was like what made me so mad about the play you're talking about. Yeah. I think it was against Atlanta and it was Desmond Ritter. And mm-hmm. I'm like, really? Now we're giving Desmond Ritter calls? Well, he like,
2: gets to lobby for it, like Brady did. Remember? It's Desmond Ritter. Brady I mean, would cry about being breathed on, and, and, and I get that. Hockey throw a flag. What? <laughs> what? Wasn't did that the Atlanta we, game? Yeah, Tom, were you uncomfortable there? Did he come too close to you? <laughs> at Whoosh, least. There goes the flag up in the air. At least that's Tom freaking Brady. So that's like, the that's the crap of the league. Yeah. When you see that, where people are getting protected differently than other people, I don't care who you are. Okay, I don't care who you are. Because let me tell you, when Patrick Mahomes disappears, nobody was ever going to replace Brady, right? Look when, at how when quick. Mahomes disappears. Look how quick there'll be another guy coming down the pipeline. You know what? There are, Carm, other guys coming down the pipeline all the time to be the next guys to come in and do things that are special. Look how quick it happens. Go back and take a look at the history of the NFL. There'll never be another James, Jim Brown, right? There'll never be another Walter Payton. There'll never be another this guy. There'll never be another Lynn Swan. My ass.
1: It's every sport.
2: Yeah. It's every sport.
1: There's always someone coming. Of course. Three one two three three two three seven Phrasing. seven six. You can take that however you want it, Adam. I'm not sure. It's
2: <laughs>
1: And now Yurko's coming after him.
2: It's coming.
0: That's what you get. That's Yurko what, just what you hurt get. That's what you get. I hope everybody saw that on Twitch and YouTube. Yurko just tried to <laughs> jump me and it got hurt getting out of the Are chair. You're right, man.
1: What did you pull? You pull something? You pull your coccyx
2: or whatever? What did you pull? Uh, you screwed him? My, my right little guy got pinched between the teeth. <laughs> Are I'm you still. all right? Yeah, I'll be all right. <laughs> all right, we'll take a break, and we'll come right back. It's Carmen and Yurko.
3: You're listening to Carmen and
0: Yurko. Follow, Follow the, the show, show on Twitter. At Carmen DeFalco and at Yurko64. This is ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports.
1: Make
2: night at the movies. Connor McKnight recreates classic cinema on Carmen and Yurko, only on ESPN Chicago.
1: Every Thursday, we like to play McKnight at the movies. Connor's out in spring training. We've got a spring training game on the air tomorrow. We will be a little truncated tomorrow. We'll be off at 2, 2 o'clock. The White Sox are going to play a Cactus League game against the Cubs tomorrow. We'll carry it right here in your home for Sox baseball. McKnight at the movies brought to you by the great folks at the Village of Elmwood Park. Restaurant week is going on all this week through Sunday. So many great places to choose from up and down Restaurant Row on North Avenue and throughout the village of Elmwood Park. So go check it out. And all weekend long, you can get great deals and exclusive menus and things like that for their restaurant week. Today, the winner is going to get a gift card for Angelo Caputo's Fresh Market. Always nice. We'll play along with you. Plus, you get to bask in the glory of actually winning McKnight at the Movies. Took us way too long to get last week's, but we finally got it. We got it. All right, Yerk, you ready for this? I am ready. We'll play along with you. Uh, When you think you know, you have to be the first correct caller at 312-332-3776. And here we go, McKnight at the Movies, Part 1.
0: Our scene opens with a walk and talk. An elder has re-entered his domain, and with a purpose. He takes a younger man with him, and we're off walking and talking. Unsteady silence for a beat, as though neither really planned on this happening. Sure, it's what the young man was after, but it didn't seem like the older guy was ready, mentally or physically. Our main, the younger man, is wise enough to stay silent as this gruff, worn everyman explains the only way this is going to work. It'll be hard work. It'll be sacrifice. It'll be looking in and digging for everything he's got. Luckily, that runs in the family. Hmm. Really? I don't
2: know. I made a stab I'm at it. Not that. I'm not
0: getting I that. I made a stab at it. Luckily, that runs in the family. Do
1: the Twitchers have it? They do not. Phones aren't ringing yet either. Hmm. Nobody's
0: got it. Let's find out about our actors, here. We need to. A bit on our actors. Our main was at the top of his game for this one. A star that rose through TV, two legendary TV shows, in fact. Still a big name with a couple of big projects on the way. He'd go on to take a Marvel role with this film's director, too. The older guy was our main. Now he's supporting. Nominated for Best Supporting here, actually, one of his two no. acting noms to go along with one for writing. He's one of film's biggest action stars ever. Also in the movie, but not in the scene, Dougal McKenzie, Claire Huxtable, Valkyrie, the voice of Hard Knocks, and technically, Kornheiser and Wilbon. Jeez, why should we Liv know? Leave Schreiber. Leave Schreiber's in it. Twitch definitely
1: has it now. Damn it. I'm they struggling it. again. Leave Schreiber's in it. Felicia Rashad. I don't think I've ever seen Felicia Rashad in anything. In now. another movie.
0: What am I missing? All right, let's see if we can hammer it down uh,
1: here. Part three, here we go.
0: Back to our scene. Our main, the younger man, finally speaks up. We hear the sounds of the gym in the background, training. We hear a bit of his story, how without anyone to show him, he's found his way in all this. Despite his privilege, there's heartache here that's been fuel for fighting. The older man, a legend of the squared circle, agrees to take him on as his student. The baton I I it begins to pass. It's a spirited sequel slash reboot that's got its due, but honestly should be held up for everything it was. Sure, it spawns sequels of lesser value, just like the original material. But hey, at least no movie spent 30 minutes of screen time on a borderline inappropriate yeah. relationship between some old trainer and a robot. I think I got it. Is this it? That's
2: Do you think what that's I it? it is. is that it? Yes. All right. I got it.
1: Thank goodness we beat it again.
2: I was off. He's a little going, lazy. He, what's that?
1: He's going with a the theme here. A little, little bit of yeah. lazy, <laughs> la- lazy effort. He's out in uh, Arizona. Yeah, it's a, he's going with a little bit of a theme. Uh, all right, let's pop on. Who is it? Uh, Elmhurst Steve is our winner. Oh my! I think this is the first time Elmhurst Steve has ever won McKnight at the movies. It feels like Stevie. What's the movie? It's the first time I've ever called for a McKnight in the movies. It's Creed. You hear that? First time is a charm. Nicely done, my man. Hold on, Stevie. We probably already have your address, but make sure we do. I will send you the was, gift
2: card to Angelo Caputo's. I thought it was like Lou Brown walking with, you know what I'm saying? We had talked about it earlier. Reed. Yeah, yeah. With Wesley Snipes. It's Creed.
1: Yeah, a little lazy on Connor's part today. I mean, Connor's the best. Why was it lazy? Well, because he did Rocky last week, remember? I got you. Yeah. yeah. Here is the reveal. Can I talk to you a minute?
2: I don't really know what I'm doing here because I, I got other plans in my life and this wasn't part of it. Your father was special. Tell you the truth, I don't know if he's special. Only you're gonna know that when your time is right. And it ain't gonna come overnight. You're gonna take a beat, you're gonna take this, you're gonna get knocked out, you're gonna get up, and you're gonna see if you got the right thing. But you gotta work hard. I swear to God, if you're not gonna do it, I'm out.
3: Like every punch I ever
2: thrown has been on my Nobody showed me how to do this. I'm ready. Come on. Let's do this. Step into my office. The first
1: Creed really was good. And, uh, I mean, how big of a star was Michael B. Jordan before that, guys? Was he already kind of making a name for himself? Yeah, he was a huge star. He was? What was he in, Chris, that made him a huge star? Why don't I remember? Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, like what was he in before Creed? I don't know. Like, I, I again, I'm, I could be. He was bit. a TV star originally. What was he in? That's what I'm wondering. I Connor said that the something wire? about. It. I never saw the wire. I know. Shame on me. I need to. It watch He was
0: like the a wire. kid on the wire. Is that right? Yeah. He had a pretty big part though,
1: dude. I gotta watch the wire. What's
0: wrong with me? What is wrong? Uh, I, I don't believe know. the the first film where he was like the star was uh, what is it called? Uh, Fruitvale Station. I don't remember that one either. Yeah, it was a honest. great movie. Was it
1: really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Put it on the list? I don't remember that one. I, I got to watch the freaking wire. Like, why have I not done it all these years, you guys? What's the matter with me? Um, yeah, you're right. He was on a bunch of those. So it looked like he was a TV star. That's what he was hinting at. He was in an episode of The Sopranos. I don't remember that either. I don't either. He was on... Uh, I mean, looked- he was in the Fantastic Four before Creed. So he was, in, never seen he was in a superhero yeah. film. So he already was kind of a big deal. I sort of noticed him when uh, Creed came out because I never watched Fantastic Four and I never watched The Wire. But he do was you know when
0: Michael B. Jordan was in The Sopranos is the flashback to when young Tony Soprano gets off the bus when he's following his dad.
1: Ah, is that right? Yeah. All right. He call. was also in Friday Night Lights. Oh, yeah, that's right. Now I do remember that. Good call. That's a good call. So he was on... Two major TV shows, and that's what Connor was hinting at. He was like a big time star, and then he's gone on to really have some kind of career. Good for him. After Creed, uh, we got time for a call. Yeah, let's grab Philly I mean, Sid we real quick. Do. Yeah. What up, Sid? Arm, are you serious? You haven't watched The Wire? I know it's like, what is wrong? With I don't you, know. I and you know, like silly me, I've gone back and I've watched Sopranos a couple of times over the years. It's like I need to stop that and just like. Watch The Wire. It's crazy that I've never seen that, yes.
4: isn't it? You need to watch it, and then you need to watch it a second time. Trust me, you'll miss a stuff in the first run, Man. like everything, but you got to watch it a second time. It's an absolutely amazing That's show. That's what I've heard. Um, I called you guys because I just cruising the web, saw Mock Draft on CBS.com, and in this case, they have obviously the Bears taking Caleb with number one, but moving out of that nine, dropping back a few spots with Denver so Denver can take J.J., and then the Bears still have a chance to get Rome in their thing, but they also have a chance in this mock to get Jared Verse. So a mm. couple of questions. First, what would the compensation be for it to be fair in order for the Bears <clears throat> to drop back three spots? What should they get? Second, Yurko, where do you see the importance, if you have the ability at that 12th pick, to get the receiver or get the edge guy, which one is more important to the
2: Bears right now? It depends. Right, good question. Yeah. Thanks, okay. depends what I didn't address in free agency. Yes. Did I get Daniil Hunter or did I get the uh, receiver from Cincinnati? Which one did I get? Our, and that well, will tell me then what I
1: have to get at 12. It's much more likely if you ask me that you'd be able to snag Daniil Hunter because I don't think they're going to let him get away in Cincinnati. I would think he's destined for the franchise tag. Daniel Hunter will not be franchise tag. I don't know how they
2: plan on paying everybody then. Well, you pay one year though, Yurk, you know. I don't know. I, get it. I, I don't one know. year at that price. I get it, but at some point you've got to be you've got to be ready to say goodbye to people. Knowing that you're going to pay Jamar Chase, right? Yeah. Okay. So you're going to pay one, not pay the other and then say goodbye next year and pay Jamar Chase? At what point do you prepare yourself for what's already
1: happening? The beautiful thing is you'll know a lot because of free agency. Do you walk away with a pass rusher? Do you walk away with Bryce Huff? Do you walk away with Daniil Hunter? Do you come away with a wide receiver? It will help you guide the rest of your offseason. What if you get both? Well,
2: that's possible, You've got money to spend. What if you get both? They've got a lot of money to spend. And then if you sign the long-term deals, you can go ahead and do the money the way you want to do the money. right. Not kill your salary, you know, kill I'll kill kill how much money you have uh, uh, available. How much is center a priority in free agency? I would think it is. I would think you'd like, get him in the draft. Oh, you think so? You I, think they avoid free agency and they I, get him in the draft? I do. I think okay. they reacquire a second round pick. Okay. That's where you get one of your top two or three centers, whoever you've identified as the guy that's gonna okay. be Olin Cruz the rest of the next that. ten years. Three one two, three
1: three two, three seven seven six. If got a Bears or NFL question. Uh, We'll continue some baseball conversation. Jerry Reinsdorf continues to make news and ruffle some feathers. Plus a live update out in spring training on the Cubs and the Sox from Jesse Rogers in 30 minutes. We'll be right back.
2: Working from home? We're back in the office. Don't miss a minute of Carmen and Yurko. Just ask your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. Jesse
1: Rogers will join us. Coming up in thirty, Jerry Reinsdorf speaking again to Cranes, begging for money, talking about why the White Sox need to build in the parcel now known as the '78. Yeah, I mean, he said, "Look, uh, what did he say?" Garmin? Noting that he's about to turn 88, Reinsdorf said that, he, "Quote unquote, when I'm gone." His son Michael our sort of president of the Bulls, which also uh, which the family also owns, will have an obligation to do its best for the other investors. That likely means putting the team up for sale. The team will be worth more out of town, says Jerry. Good. Here he goes again, threatening. Good. Well, you better do this for us so that we can stay. Good. I mean, he's you know he's funny. Um, it's sad and it's funny. Uh, here are some of Jerry's reasonings, making his case. One, the team, in his view, cannot succeed where it's located now, even though guaranteed rate uh, field is just a few decades old. The economics of baseball have changed completely, with the top ball players signing contracts worth north of $700 million, Yeah, I but sure he said. doesn't
2: care. That's what's so funny. But yeah, right?
1: you don't care. See, change, but you've never cared. At the location Ever. we're at now, we cannot generate the revenue needed to pay those salaries. Like anything's going to change. Like anything's going to change, Reinsdorf denied that the real problem is poor performance by his team. Of course, it's of course. not your fault. Yeah, never. Even after winning the World Series in '05, Reinsdorf said,
2: "quote We didn't crack three million." Close quote. They're two point nine, yeah. 2.9 million 2.9 yeah. million. We didn't crack three. Uh, uh, uh. He's really something. Um, okay, Jerry. So let's get down to it then. Let's get down to business. Let's get down.
1: Let's get down to business. Uh, I love how now all of a sudden Jerry's like, well, you know, these teams are paying 700 We just can't compete down here. Jerry Reinsworth's never paid a player more than $75 million. Period. Only the Oakland A's uh, have given out a smaller, largest ever contract. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Only the Oakland A's. As I pointed out to Yurko uh, and the listeners earlier, in case you missed it, in the last 10 months alone, the Pittsburgh Pirates have given out two contracts greater than yeah. Then the White Sox all time greatest contract. Yeah. The Pittsburgh Pirates. Leave. Yeah. Leave is right.
2: Leave. So I did uh, some I did some work last night. Well according to him, he's gotta die. Yes and then they'll, and then leave. they'll leave. Right. Yeah. Won't be his fault. But he's gotta die first. That's his words, not mine. He's pretty savvy. Like right. He's build, he's getting everything secured, building
1: a new stadium. So right. when he does die and they sell yeah. a team, his family becomes yeah. even richer and his investors right. make more money. Sure.
2: you got to give it to the guy in terms of business. Uh, but I, he laid it out the way it needs to happen, though. He's got to die
1: first. Apparently. Okay. Uh, so I did a little work last night. What have you always said about Jerry and the way he views, like... His team and the, like, the, how they should operate, how they should contend. You've said it before. They right? operate like a business. Be, be about 500, right? If, yeah. Remember, you've said oh, that. Yeah. Like, he, you kind of want to be. said yeah. it. Yeah. You just want to be, about be
2: competitive. You want to put the, uh, the hint of competitiveness out there, and that'll keep your fans happy. So I have a little something for you guys. You ready? Yes.
1: The White Sox moved into their new park in 1991 after Jerry threatened to move the team to St. Pete oh, when they were right. building Tropicana Field. Big Jim saved them. Yes, Big Jim Thompson. Since 1991, you guys ready? I'm ready. The Chicago White Sox are 2,592 wins, 2,583 losses. That is a 501 winning percentage. One game over 500. Um, No, that's 501 winning percentage, but it's it's uh, nine games over 500. Nine games. Thank you. 59.92 to 50 uh, to 20. 25.92 to 25.83. The five oh one winning percentage is good for twelfth best in Major League Baseball over that time over span. Over that time span. Now I'm gonna give you the eleven franchises that have won more games. I want you guys to try to tell me which of these things doesn't belong. You ready? Yes, go. The Yankees, twenty-four playoff appearances, seven World Series appearances, five titles. The Braves, twenty-three playoff appearances, six World Series appearances, two titles. The Dodgers, 17 playoff appearances, 3 World Series appearances, 1 title. The Red Sox, 14 playoff appearances, 4 World Series appearances, 4 titles. The Cardinals, 17 playoff appearances, 4 World Series appearances, 2 titles. Cleveland, 13 playoff appearances, 3 World Series appearances, 0 titles. Longest drought in baseball. I think they've got the longest at this point with the Cubs winning. Astros, 14 playoff appearances, five World Series appearances, two titles. The Giants, nine playoff appearances, four World Series appearances, three titles. The A's, double-digit playoff seasons. Double digits. Twelve. They haven't made a World Series. They haven't won a title. The Angels, seven playoff appearances, one World Series appearance, one World Series title. And the Blue Jays, eight titles. Playoff appearances, two World Series appearances, and two titles. My beloved White Sox, six playoff appearances, Yerko, One appearance in the Fall Classic, one title. Eight of the 11 teams have hit double-digit playoff seasons. The Yankees, Braves, Dodgers, Red Sox, Cardinals, Cleveland, Astros, and A's all have been to the playoffs more frequently since the White Sox moved into their new park in 1991. And I'll give you a little bit more, my friend, because I know you want more. You know I who do. else? has more playoff appearances than the White Sox since 1991, other than those other 11 teams I just rattled off. The Cubs, the Rays, the Brewers, the Twins, the Diamondbacks, the Phillies, and the Rangers. That's 18 franchises that have made more postseason appearances than the White Sox since they moved into their new building. All of this while the White Sox played in arguably the worst division in baseball year in and year out. Thanks to the Tigers and Royals. Who, if we look at the same data set, winning percentage since 1991, have the game's 28th winning percentage in the Tigers and the Royals who have the game's 30th ranked winning percentage over that time span. Now, you tell me who doesn't belong with the likes of the Yankees, the Braves, the Dodgers, the Cardinals, the Red Sox. Even the teams that are in small markets that don't spend outdo the White Sox. Teams like the Guardians, who have historically had a better farm system, developed better players, have spent more money. They even handed out a $140 million contract for Jose Ramirez, one of their homegrown kids. Yep. The A's. Who have worked in the margins for years and have twice as many postseason births, Yerk? Twice. Twice as many postseason births. The Rays, the Brewers, even though. Who's the knucklehead on Twitter? That's. uh, What's his name? Boy, is he a knucklehead. Uh, uh, on Twitter, Colin Bryce? But, is that his name? I have no idea. Uh, saying how Milwaukee's a better city than Chicago. Oh, that dummy? Boy, a oh boy, is he a knucklehead. <laughs> I mean, uh, Milwaukee. Podunk, Milwaukee, Tampa, Minnesota, Arizona mostly operate. It's a big town, but it mostly operates small. Even the teams in the small markets outdo the White Sox. If you told me they never spent, but they were so good, like Tampa, like Cleveland, like St. Louis, like Milwaukee, if they were so good at, like, building their farm system and, like, just... Hey, they win 90 games every year. They're always kind of, you know, knocking on the door. They're always there. They make the playoffs a lot. They develop their own kids. Like, even if they did that, at least it would be something. But they don't do that. No. Their minor league system has been one of the worst in baseball for decades. They've produced very, very little out of their farm system forever. Very little. I mean, I can give you a couple of names. I give you Burley, Sale, Anderson. I'll give you maybe Mags. Paulie a little bit. Paulie wasn't one of theirs, but he they, they Dodger, acquired
2: him young. Dodgers came over young. Yeah,
1: he came yeah. over young. Abreu doesn't count. Abreu was a grow ass man, grown ass man that signed here yeah, as a, a professional. He was Cuban. a Cuban professional. He's one of the best players in the world already. Uh, Abreu does not count. They didn't develop anything. Right. Jose Abreu came he here. Came here as a
2: finished product, is what you're saying.
1: In 30 years, I can give you like five guys that they've developed. So they don't even do that well. They don't spend money. Joey Borchard? No. Joe Bortchard? No. Please. They gave out two contracts. They, they, uh, the, the Pirates have given out two contracts in the last year that the White Sox have never given out. Creedy. So, so, Creedy. Creedy.
2: Creedy. Creedy homegrown, Paulie, Paulie. How about
1: so, Creedy? Creedy's homegrown, but what have they done well? What have they done at all? And for fleece, Jerry to say, fleece the citizens of Illinois. That's right. right. And for Jerry to say, well, we just can't compete down here. We can't pay the big contracts. You've never paid the big contracts. You never will. You laughed when asked if you'd be interested in
2: Shohei. But that, that that's evidence. That evidence is there. So the experience of watching you do what you do and spend the way you spend, it's there. You're never going to spend money. And so he'll prop up his 501 winning percentage, but it's exactly what you said. Because he's beaten up on Detroit. And he's beating up on Kansas City. It's just good enough, York. Yeah, just good enough. You give him a little taste, and That's they all. keep coming back. Yep, it's just good enough. But we're not serious about really. What out of his mean. mouth, by the way, those words come out of his mouth. Yeah, at a symposium out west, where he was on a he was on a little uh, a panel. And they asked him, "Just let him think that you could be competitive." The Braves' twenty three playoff appearances.
1: The Yankees, 24. It's four times as many, four times as many playoff appearances. The Red Sox have been to four World Series. Won them all in that time span. The Astros have been to five, Yurko, You beat the Astros in one of them, thank God. The Astros have been to five. Yeah. You've been to one. The A's have doubled you up in playoff appearances. 12 to 6. In the Carmen. last 30 years. They've doubled you up. 12 to 6. It's Carmen and Yurko. We'll be right back. Zoning out on that Zoom meeting. Zoom, 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 zoom. Find out what
2: Carmen and Yurko were talking about. Tell your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000.
1: Jesse's got a spring training update coming up in about 10. We'll cross talk with. Waddle and Sylvie Waddle's off. Peggy's in, so it's Peggy and Sylvie today. We'll do that at 2.30. Black and Abdallah tonight after Bears Weekly, which will air from 6.30 to 7.30. We've got a lot of local programming the rest of the day. A new Unhinged is available now on the ESPN Chicago app. It was me and Yerk and Sylvie earlier today. Make sure you check that out. All right, Yerk, let's uh, take some calls. Bears, Sox. we got all kinds of things happening here. Let's go to... FedEx Al is in St. John Yurko, your neck of the nape. Hello, FedEx Al. Hey, how are you,
4: my man? Yes, you yeah, are. What's up, Al? Hey, uh, Yurko, out here in the two one nine, love listening to you guys every single day. Only when you guys are on. Oh,
2: thank you. Beautiful.
4: I uh, I do have one question. I am a Cubs fan. My fiance is a White Sox fan, so I know <laughs> so I have to keep it level. When is the last time the White Sox won a playoff series outside of 2005?
1: Outside of 2005? You probably have to go back to like 1917 when they won the World Series. You are you are 100%. Ding, you win. It's a long time 1917 ago. 1917 is the last time they won a playoff series.
4: Now, it's a little skewed because of. You didn't how make the playoffs, games. right, yeah. You know how it's, that might it, be. It was hard
1: to make the playoffs back then, yeah.
4: It was hard. It was hard. It just, it just goes to your guys' point as far as trying to win on the south side. It's unbelievable.
1: Al, thank you. Um, and have a great wedding. He said his fiance's a Sox fan. Yeah, oh, thank you, Al. Yeah, I mean, look, they. Uh, thank God for 05. I mean, it yeah. was awesome, and they were a great team. It's sad because the Sox don't get a lot of, like, national love because they're sort of like – look, they're the second team here. I mean, I get it in terms of popularity – they've been left off a couple of lists remember like they were yeah. doing like the oh, yeah. greatest teams of the 2000s and like they Young went Chiefs. 11 and 1 they were incredible i mean in the playoffs like thank god for that 05 season but they haven't won a playoff series since yerk they've only won three playoff games in the the 18 years since just they've won three playoff games since then uh in 2000 they made the playoffs they were swept in three games yep so, like, thank God for 05, but there's not a lot of winning that's happened outside of that 2005 campaign. And no, it's been bad.
2: Sadly, that team kind of gets forgotten. York. Yeah, the playing game was not a game, right? The playing game was not. That's not it's a not playoff a, game. It's
1: not even a game. That's a game. That's a regular season game, right? That's right. That's 163. That that was an 8 You're right, York. Let's say hi to Tony in Yorkville. Hey, Tone.
3: Hey, what's going on, boys? Appreciate you having me on. You got it. So. I don't know if I could say ass at, but I want to jump on this because Jerry Reinsdorf is like a Marvel yeah. villain, right? Yeah, Let's
1: just call I him mean, Marvel villain and not the other thing. How's that? Just call
3: okay, him Okay, that. Okay, fine. There you go. He's okay. the A.H. Marvel villain. There we go. There go. So I was telling Adam, I feel like not only does he think he can get away with this, but the reason why I think he can get away with this in Chicago is because how much... Beloved, like the 90s Bulls are as if it was yesterday, right? Or the 85 Bears as if it was yesterday, right? He's like, well, I want to know five. That's a lot sooner than, the, you know, all these other teams. I'm good to go. Yeah. And then the one time that you thought, all right, it's time to go because we all thought that Jerry hated the Cubs so much that he had to one-up them was after 16, and he didn't care then. Think about this. You just said three players. The Cubs have been to more championship league series then the White Sox have been to playoff games. It's crazy. I mean, he's just he's just not yeah. or one playoff. I think haven't the Cubs been to like five, and the White Sox have only been to what three playoff oh, yeah, games? Like all,
1: all, yeah, all. You mean like all time? Or when the Cubs went to the three straight NLCSs. Which,
3: yeah, just just the run they had. With besides like the yes. in, in most recent time. I mean, yeah. if this guy's just not going to care. You saw you see how it is with the Bulls. I mean, we're just. You, you live it on a prayer. I don't know what you can do. My, my friends are diehard you know, White Sox fans. I feel for them. I don't know what you do, but if I was them, I would tell him, hey, take your public money and go kick right. That's what the Royals are doing, for God's sakes. I they're know. showing some sort of goodwill, and they're putting a stadium where they shouldn't be putting a stadium. I mean, it's just, it's an absolute joke, but appreciate you taking oh, my call, guys. It, Love the show. Thank
1: you. Appreciate it. Uh, He'll get his way, I have a feeling. I have a feeling. I mean, I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe the governor seems to be a little bit less interested. I think it's different. Interested in all- I don't know. And I, I mean, uh, I
2: still wonder what the the Cubs thing. Was, was there a hotel tax that they benefit from? You know, I know they were forced to go ahead and put, pony up a bunch of their stuff. I thought they did it on their own. a bunch home? of their money. But I want to still know everything. Devil's mm-hmm. in the details, Carm. Yeah. That,
1: so. That's true. I don't, I don't really recall. We can ask Jess. I don't know. We'll talk some other. We don't have to get into the... Business side of things. We can't talk some on field stuff with Jesse here coming up uh, when he joins us after the top of the hour. We'll sneak in more calls too. We got time. Don't worry. So sit tight if you want to talk about the White Sox and Jerry's. You know, these last couple weeks have been interesting to say the least. It's like the most we've talked about the White Sox. It's sad and it's all because of nonsense. Uh, but we can take calls on that. Bears thoughts, draft, all that fun stuff. Combine just uh, a handful of days yeah, away full now. A days. Yeah. And all then we'll the stop
2: through The medical stuff, the most important. Usually is,
1: right, yeah, some of the sit down stuff. We'll uh, chat with Peggy and Sylvie during crosstalk at about 235. It's Carmen Peggy's Yerkes. back. Peggy's back, yeah, because waddle's gone the next couple of days. He's out in California visiting one of his daughters. Uh, we will be back in two short minutes.